1: Absurdly
0: comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: Get your brand on board with our podcast and a sponsorship campaign and get into the earphones of a hundred thousand plus highly engaged music and comedy fans within our show and across A-cast of other famous podcasts. I'll even come up with a creative for you. Get in touch via producerpool.co.uk and we'll have a chat about how it works.
1: A funny taste in music with Andrew Bird. Oh,
0: hello. <laughs> There's pressure on this intro because um, Mark Olver told me he likes my intros. He told me that it's like i found people in my room so that's what i was really going for then hope you enjoyed that Olver. this is who's on this episode mark Olver. now mark Olver, i didn't say this story in the podcast actually so i can tell it this sums him up he is a brilliant comedian and a brilliant tv warm-up man he does uh well he does all the warm-up i get his scraps and i pay my mortgage off of that he once i did V festival chelmsford music festival hard gigs now this is a story i used to sum up over this is how brilliant he is i was on directly after eddie Izzard, so i was like oh god i've got to follow eddie Izzard." At a music festival music festival tent everyone's gonna leave that's gonna be awful oh at least there's an interval after him that'll be all right so i said to over. I was like, this would be a nightmare. But at least there's an interval. Mark Olver's compound, he went, no, no, no interval, we are going straight through. I said, oh, don't be a dick, Olver. He said, don't worry, I'll sort it. So what he did was, Eddie Izzard went on, he finished, massive cheer, thousands of people then left the tent because Eddie Izzard's finished. And then they're at the side getting his autograph. Oliver comes on and just barks orders at them for 15 minutes. He just stood there, soaked up all the shit. He just stood there going, if you're leaving, fuck off. If you're staying, move forward, sit down. This woman shouted, say something funny. He said, I'm not being funny now, I'm doing admin. Sit down, madam, calm yourself down. And he just soaked up all the shit, got a bit of cheering practice. Who's camping? Did all of that and brought me on to what resembled a gig. Absolute bloody masterclass that's mark over he's coming up now oh before i forget uh donate money to the patreon page because i have two children uh also um my friend john allen brilliant musician he has got a new album out uh it's called meantime in the meantime uh and it's released on the 21st of may you've heard him mention we've mentioned him a fair bit his music is at the start of this podcast do us a favor and buy his album will you uh right here we go mark Olver, a funny taste in music the interview next i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me and we are off let's podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's how we start i love the fact that this is a music podcast and the last time i did anything with you you didn't have a guitar in the background whereas now you're like yep i'm putting the guitar in the background oh
0: well that that's that's always been there on the shelf that's a that's an empty guitar case though
1: oh oh okay what
0: that's somebody else's guitar case. That was... uh, He's been on the show. Dan Brinklow, jukebox, and Aussie bloke, who bus- did busking all around Europe, stayed in my room and then went back to Australia and just asked me to throw away his guitar case. It's got stickers from all around Europe. But I just couldn't bring myself to throw it away. So that's been there for 16 years now.
1: Do you know what you want to do? Yeah. Uh, turn that into a CD shelf. I reckon you could... Uh... Put things, put shelves all the way down. That that would make a that would make a lovely bookshelf or CD shelf. That
0: right there is a good idea.
1: Oh, I thought that could go either way. Then when you paused, yeah, I thought to myself, oh no, which way is he going to come down on that as an idea? But uh but you liked it.
0: I could have that purely for like you know high-end CDs, ones that I really value, like a sort of treasure trove. Of CDs. Like a secret hidden bookshelf where you pull a book out and it swivels around.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, get yourself uh, four little wheels on the bottom of it so it can spin so the yeah. kids can't see it. So it's against the wall and you go watch this, spins around and it's uh, a cornucopia of beautifulness. Yeah, but. A the cornucopia c- of beautifulness sounds like the type of thing Russell Howard would say uh, in a Netflix special doesn't it
0: it sounds like a title for a special yeah
1: it does a cornucopia not one of mine sounds like a good album title as well you yeah, know mark Oliver would never have anything described as a cornucopia of beautifulness
0: <laughs> that's how you i think that's no a that's sack how you, of shits. that's how you describe your lunch
1: oh look at this cornucopia of beautifulness this kfc Cam three-piece roll. meal with chips and gravy <laughs>
0: oh. yeah so uh so you uh you were talking to gavin gavin
1: osborne i was Ian. talking to gavin osborne so I, i'm a because you know i'm a fan right i'm a fan of the podcast i don't know if i'm the first person on who is an actual fan second know, second, second steve hall steve brilliant okay so i'm an actual fan I know so John you're
0: Rich- both both the fans of the podcast I s you you are the two fans of this podcast and you've okay. both been on it
1: well, do you know what? What you haven't got with uh, quantity, you've more than made up for in quality. Yeah, you uh, and Hall. And Hallie. some quality yeah. listenership. Happy with that. Um, and yes, I, w- I have been talking. I talked to Gavin Osborne after I heard, uh, heard him mentioned on the podcast.
0: Oh, lovely. I, th- I, I would say that of most, any podcast that involves comedy uh, and comedians you know, I think we all, when it comes on, First thing you think of, why the fuck have I not been on this podcast? Yep. Then your second thing is, I wonder if they'll mention me at any point.
1: Well, do you know what? It's really funny you should say that, because I got really pissed off with that episode. uh, Because when (laughs) Russell... (laughs) <laughs> because when Russell talked about Gavin he was like yeah so uh so yeah we did this gig at the Bristol Hippodrome and yeah Gavin Osborne did a uh, did a song about the NHS oh and, yeah, yeah yeah i've played it on my and and i was listening to it. i was driving along i had no exactly where i was driving i was um in uh marlow uh just off the m40 and yeah. uh i was uh, on my way uh to uh a TV studio. I don't know if you know. I do a little bit, little bit of warm up. I um, you dabble. A Are you on your way to Pinewood? Uh, do you know what? I wasn't actually. I had just. Elstree. um No, I had just been. Uh, you. Oh, do you want to do? Do you want to try one more for the third? Think what's, about it, because you've been here before.
0: What's the weird one near Hemel Hempstead?
1: There you go, mate.
0: Well, I can't remember what it's called. Povingdon.
1: Yeah. Povingdon. Right. Povingdon, yes. There you go. I ought have got there. <laughs> um, and I was listening to it, and I, and Russell was doing all this, and I was like. I literally put on that gig. I literally organised a charity gig. And two weeks before uh, the gig happened, I literally phoned up Gavin Osborne and went, Oh, Gav, you couldn't write a song about the NHS, could you? I know it's a bit of a pain in the arse, but you couldn't <laughs> do it, could you? And I just, I wasn't mentioned.
0: Yeah, I can see, I can see why you'd be annoyed by that. But Thank then you, can't, you, Birdie. But then you can't mention everyone involved in the gig in a quick anecdote
1: no but if it's a quick anecdote about a song then like that you demand that was i literally literally demanded uh gav wrote the song
0: i wonder how he felt about that because that's the equivalent of someone saying a comedian say something funny you fucking ringing up and going can you write a song about the nhs
1: yeah yeah no that's (laughs) exactly yeah you're right i i didn't think of it in that way it's a big ask it is a big ask but he was up for it i've done it before that doesn't make it sound better, does it? No, no, that, sounds, <laughs> that
0: This is all pointing towards you being a right-demanding prick.
1: I, uh, do you know what it is? It's, uh, I understand the creative process. And it, sounds like you,
0: it sounds like exactly like you don't understand the creative process, because you can't just ring someone and say, write a song about the NHS. Well, I, I mean... Unless it's someone who's got the talent of Gavin Osborne.
1: Well, I was just about to say, I did... It worked. It's a brilliant song, so I can actually uh, do that, and it worked.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not everyone could pull that off, but uh, most people have to wait for inspiration. But you gave him, the, you gave him the nudge he needed. Do you not That's think, what you're saying? Because
1: I don't write a lot of topical stuff. I don't write a lot of any stuff, if I'm honest. But that when is honest of you. But when <laughs> someone comes, <laughs> when someone says, like. Can you do this? Can you, yeah. like, If I've worked on the, la- written for the last leg a couple of times. And so when you have to, and you're given inspiration, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. And I just thought, maybe I'll try the same with Gavin. Give him a little mm. project. I've asked him to write a song about uh, the road from my house to his house. Because I live just off the Bath Road in Bristol. Oh, and he lives oh. just off the Bath Road in Bath. Uh, and he wrote a lovely little song about uh, about that he did that as well yeah. <laughs> did he yeah he
0: what, did what did he what, what song's that is it that has he released that
1: no he hasn't it was uh, it was for a charity thing I did last year and it was so basically there's a little town between my between Bristol and Bar called Caincham yes I um, know oh, is, that, is that where Andy Askins lived that's where Andy, Andy Askins has a gig there he doesn't he lives in oh, Trowbridge yeah. but he's got a gig in Caincham yeah. yeah and uh, yeah Gavin wrote a song about Caincham <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ken, it's, a big, it's not like writing a song about New York or Paris, is it? No,
1: it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. But that's right. That's
0: right in Gavin's wheelhouse. I would that say that is
1: right in Gavin Osborne's wheelhouse. But Beautif- anyway, beautifully
0: I, I- obscure. Right after
1: the- you spoke to him, after you spoke about him, I thought, yeah. well, uh, I need to tell him. So, uh, so yeah, that seems
0: to- fair. That seems fair. I um, I do you know? Weirdly, as you would say this, I was listening to his music yesterday. Since that podcast, I thought I haven't listened to it for because you list. I over listened to his stuff. Okay, to the point, I thought I need. To- I'm ruining this for myself now because I'm listening to it too much. Did You do that,
1: um. a a little bit a little bit I'm not kind of uh I wouldn't say I'm I have a full team like I'm a Liverpool fan with football and they are my team I wouldn't necessarily say I have a team with music this is a good description that is a bang-on description of what
0: music is
1: yeah no I I am absolutely in football I am a Liverpool fan in music I am absolutely a neutral right but not even a new, not a neutral like oh I only watch international games like a neutral like I will go to non league and yeah. uh stand <laughs> by the side of uh I, I was going to say stand by the side of school pitches but but that's sort, like <laughs> but in terms of music that's what I am
0: i get you i get you that that is I'm, I'm enjoying this analogy i think it could go further if either of us had more
1: talent no well, well what i would say about that analogy is that i see you as team like your team Britpop, right um yeah, your team yeah. 90s yeah yeah
0: sort of more vague 90s than just brick pop but yeah 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 no i yeah you could say yeah yeah all right yeah what yeah, um, what what would you say then in that in that analogy then i'm i'm proper front of the terraces uh you know um what's it what's that make of jacket? i have got that jacket on football hooligan shouting every game never see my kids on the weekend i'm at every game i talk about the chairman that's the that's when you're a level yeah, of football yeah, fan yeah, yeah
1: when you have discussions about the chairman yeah, you know that you know the chairman's name uh, whereas matt ford takes it one step further and he's got he's got a strip with gallagher written on the back
0: <laughs> matt ford takes it one further he knows the
1: chairman yeah personally. absolutely <laughs> yeah 100% probably had uh, an indian with him yep absolutely whereas i just bloody love football so i so it was if we're keeping this analogy i also bloody love football but i also don't necessarily i don't i don't have a team really do you think we could keep this analogy going for the full hour i mean we we could but i imagine well because when we start talking about the kit
0: man and
1: (laughs) (laughs) because it's because i now know that the only fans of the show are me and steve hall we probably could keep this up for the whole show because i imagine hawley would enjoy this conversation shame he's not here for this he would absolutely thrive (laughs) on this I tell you what, though, I do. As a fan of the show, I do have some bugbears. I do have some uh, problems and criticisms.
0: Oh, lovely! Well, well, you know, we could
1: have done this in private, but let's get <laughs> this recorded. So, uh, the Zoe Lyons one, where yeah. um. Uh, John Richardson did it as well but Zoe Lyons was like oh yeah I wasn't really into me. I was a bit of a weird kid and I wasn't really cool oh so what was your first album Zoe oh well I was a bit weird because I wasn't cool and I was nine and it was the Human League and I was like what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> and he's like Richardson's like oh yeah well uh, I don't really like music I, I sort of it's a bit weird because I, I know that no one really gets what I like so what are you into John oh well do you know what? It's like when I bought Anthony and the Johnson's. and I was like, that, that is cool.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but he, to be fair to him, he has got some horrific taste in music as well, hasn't he? <laughs> he right. has got some horrific taste. I've never heard anyone, and this I think this sums him up in a wonderful way, I've never heard anyone uh, who's got their child in the car have to play a song 12 times and their child falls asleep <laughs> and you go, oh yeah, I'll put that on one more time <laughs> just for myself. That's proper odd behaviour.
1: Now, that is odd behaviour, but there's something kind of, like, quirky about it. There's something fun about it. There's something that says John Richardson about it, like Zoe Lyons, like, in the Human League at nine. Like, that is a bit weird. Whereas I really liked Barry Manilow. Oh, like, so you're you're
0: bringing the honesty is what you're
1: saying well, well i think this is my point about the show yeah it's even ru- like i listened to the russell one and he was like oh yeah well you know i just kind of I, oh yeah I, I don't really follow but i i love rufus wainwright and you're like come on mate <laughs> like russell i'll tell you what i'll tell you what so because yeah. uh, i know these people um, yeah. and i know secrets about these people if yeah. you do uh russell howard uh episode again if you do like the sequel get him to talk about how much he loved uh niz Loppy's jcb song
0: yeah he uh he strikes me as a man l- i i do this where well, i get obsessed with a song and then just sing a couple of bits of it over and over he- <sighs> You had to live with that because you lived oh, with him, didn't Jesus you? Oh, Jesus
1: Christ. Yeah, the da- the David Gray years were the uh, were the difficult ones. <laughs> I had that where um, I had... Uh, <laughs> Cause, and he didn't know all the words either, so he would just make the noises.
0: <laughs> I had um, um, uh, the killers. Um, oh, I want to take you out. Oh, I'm going to put you on the back burner. I played that so much, I heard my housemate walk in the door. I heard the front door open... The front door shut and I just heard him go, oh, for fuck's
1: sake, because <laughs> that was on for about the 40th time. My very first car was an old VW Polo um, and it's uh, it didn't have a cassette and I had just started doing stand-up. Uh, about a year after buying it. And it didn't have a radio or a cassette player. And I once, I remember it. I did an open spot in Stoke-on-Trent and I was on with uh, Phil Nichol. Oh. And he did that song. Um, so he did the big songs. He did Only Gay Eskimo. Yeah. But he also did Big Wig. Oh, I've not
0: heard that one, don't know that.
1: Uh, my daddy's wig is bigger than big, it's a big wig, a big wig. <laughs> uh, he wears his wig with pride, regardless of the size. Um, when he wears it in the town, all the buildings tumble down. My daddy's wig is bigger than... I sang that bit of that song, My daddy's wig is bigger than big, it's a big wig i sang that all the way back from stoke-on-trent to bristol in my shitty old vw polo uh okay. i love the fact that you're trying to work out how long that is as well yeah yeah <laughs> immediately that's back the comedian
0: to- brain hang on hang on hang on stoke-on-trent to bristol i'm gonna go hour 45
1: yeah do you know what on a good day you can do hour 45 because it's uh because it's m6 m5 all the way down isn't it lovely but not in that vw that's
0: you're talking two hours 15 ain't you
1: that vw had i didn't take that into account then that that actually that drive it wasn't just i was singing that song i think the reason i was singing that song is because i was stressed because the accelerator broke um and i had to jam my foot under the accelerator to to stop it speeding up so, oh wow wow that <laughs> so you're singing that song
0: in a kind of panicked Uh, Like Sandra Bullock on a bus in speed, kind of
1: (laughs) feel. (laughs) My daddy's wig is big as a wig is a big wig. Hurtling
0: towards certain death, singing Phil (laughs) Nicholl. He'd be happy. Oh, well, you, in your last moments as you hit a bridge, you don't want to be singing "I'm the only gay Eskimo."
1: No, that's very. What a way! To go. Well, I think you would actually. What a way that's to go! Very, oh God, Corgi and the Juice Pigs are good, aren't they?
0: Yeah, that that, you, that that As you, it's funny you should say that about Phil Nichol. He's doing our gig in Bicester soon. He uh, and as soon as uh, I text him, I started humming "Only Gay Eskimo." When he does that bit, yeah, that
1: absolutely. gets
0: stuck in my head for days after after your gig with him oh what a tune that is
1: yeah abs- absolutely yeah and th- but the uh, the original album that comes up with corgi and the juice pigs there's some good stuff on there as well
0: all oh, right uh, i've got to listen to more of it i should listen to more of it um so you you listen to this then and you get annoyed i think i think it's a i think we all kind of do it a bit i'll admit i i do it as well no well i admit i'm obsessed with music but when you kind of go, yeah, I'm uh, just sort of, you know, just, uh, just, uh, just rare Beatles stuff. That's what I listen. You know, you try and just casually drop it in. Like at the moment, I'm doing a thing for this website where I've got to pick ten songs, right? And you've got to pick ten songs, and they've got to be the track number that they are on the album. Okay. And, and you can't repeat any uh, bands or albums oh wow so it's got to be all different and it's i can't tell you how much anxiety and stress it's causing me and i found myself doing that trying to trying to be clever and obscure and trying to show myself you know when i should just be honest and go yeah the main hit off of what's the story morning glory that's what i'm going for try Um, rather than going for something obscure i'm just going to be honest and just go track
1: number one yeah uh genuinely uh, because so this is the, Jedwood then. <laughs> well well, do you know what? It's not far off because track number one would be the opening track from the Bewitched album. The first Bewitched album is like a, a ninety second drum and bassy techno Irish folky just properly mental song kicks in and it just and it, and then it goes into and then track number two is uh their first single sailor v
0: you go uh, track, uh, track uh, number one you go straight it would be which i go straight what an album opener that could be for <laughs> yeah, a compilation do d- d- you know what?
1: move if, if you're gonna stay you're gonna stay but if you're gonna <laughs> leave you're definitely gonna leave <laughs> uh,
0: you listen to the matt ford episode do you know after that he he did a tweet of being on this podcast and and added him bewitched <laughs> they only bloody liked and retweeted
1: didn't well they? there you go mate oh bewitch! i'd like to think bewitched are regular listeners now i well i bought well if they are listening especially the lynch sisters Big um they uh i bloody the first three singles uh from bewitched just absolutely banging cd singles classic
0: <laughs> pop can't yeah, argue with a bit of classic pop every now and again. Like, uh, um, how could we use this with a football analogy? I like, you know, I like to watch Barcelona. Yeah. Some beautiful passing football. But every now and again, I like to see it lumped up forward and the big man head it in.
1: <laughs> does that work? I think that might work, <laughs> does it? Who is your big man heading it in? Is it Gina G, who are just a little bit? <laughs> or... <laughs> yeah. Oh, is I'd, it bewitched? I'd, I'd, uh, I
0: had, a, I had a crush on her. She had that sort of uh, netty oh, yes. kind of skirt, didn't she?
1: <laughs> she did, didn't she? It was he?
0: like a Christmas decoration of a skirt.
1: She did. God, I love... I genuinely... Like, so this is the thing about me and music. Like, I, I genuinely have a visceral feel for this stuff. And so... The, the Sailor V Bewitched Album uh, sorry Bewitched single I saw it. I was in still at university in Leeds, So I just finished, and I was in a HMV and it was on on those big screens. Yeah and the album, and the single, the video for the single is so green and bright and this song came on. I was like, I just have to buy it. I just had to buy um and things like Gina G and uh like um Girls we- Aloud, Love Machine. I love Love Machine. It just oh, kind yeah. of
0: Relentless
1: Wigfield Saturday night. Yeah, do you know what? I don't mind a little bit of uh Wigfield. I maybe it is the beat. I, I realized a couple of years ago that I quite like happy hardcore, and I didn't really? realize a that that was a music genre and b that I could listen to it. But sometimes I will just put I just like that kind of
0: yeah, yeah. Mm, you had that you didn't know you had that in you. i tell you what, I uh I think is a perfect pop song uh not it's not quite as cheesy as what we mentioned but um take that patience i'm not a big fan of take that but what a pop song that is
1: yeah i don't mind it i don't mind a little bit of shine i don't mind uh don't a far. bit of uh miley cyrus the climb yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my favorite so you sent me you sent me an email with questions and one of the questions was have you ever got into a song or a band in a weird way and in brackets you put you know like the uh like the support band yeah. close brackets like and, and i was brackets. like yeah and i was like <laughs> oh shit i don't think i've ever got into a song or a band not in a weird way <laughs> like, oh really yeah oh, that was quite a pertinent question for you then should I i, open was, with that? I was looking at it and i was going oh, oh like the support band and i was like oh what about if I hear the song, hear a song on the end credits of an animation made for kids, have to Google what that song is, even though the lyrics are in Spanish, Google the lyrics, discover that it's a woman called Carla Morrison, and the song is called Heiress 2, and then three years later, I'm going to see her in concert and getting all her stuff.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: It's called Hunters" on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know it. Yeah, so the last... <laughs> the, the the credits of the end of the first series um, is this lovely song called Eris 2, and I was like, oh, wow, I like the sound of that. Um, and so I managed to find out about it, and she's, she's Mexican. She's Spanish-language, Mexican, um, and... It's just beautiful. Like, I don't speak any Spanish, uh, but I bloody love her stuff, and she's massive in like the Latin community all around the world. Um, and uh, yeah, I love listening to her, and I wouldn't have found out about her if I hadn't watched Troll Hunters the cartoon <laughs> on Netflix. I have I have a similar one to that.
0: Mine mine is not right now. I'm going to sound like you know this is bit I'm going mine's not as as funny as yours and it's mine's a bit more uh is a bit cooler than of yours. course it's
1: a bit cooler because you're a bit cooler than me
0: no not well not by much By uh, you know the width of the
1: hair but okay I do firstly, like, i do like yours 12 wearing- hunters on netflix Okay, but firstly, when you saw the jumper that I was wearing today, you smirked slightly uh, because you had never seen me wearing uh, this jumper like I'm a play school uh, presenter from the early seventies. So
0: and <laughs> you've, it- you've said all that yourself. This, <laughs> this is a this is one of those moments where it's a shame it's a podcast. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people not getting the benefit that I'm getting seeing you on Zoom
1: in all those colours. Um, <laughs> But yeah. anyway, but that was because you went. Oh, mine's a little bit cooler than yours. Yeah, of course it's a bit cooler than mine. Uh, only a
0: little. Yeah, but well, it's got to be cooler than watching troll troll hunters as an adult, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but mine was um, Goodwill Hunting, the film Goodwill Hunting. At uh, the end, brilliant end of a film. I like that really good end of a film. where You don't they, they leave it open. You don't know what's happened. And you just see him driving off for ages into the distance, and the credits roll. I thought, oh, what a brilliant end. And then the song was just perfect. And I was young when I first watched it, and I didn't do that, didn't have the, the you know, the idea like you had to, like, research and find out what that was and Google it. I don't think there even was Google then. It was late 90s. Yeah, yeah, late 90s, good Will Hunting. So uh, I uh, I just, it was in my head for years. And every now and again, I'd hear it or I'd watch the film again and go, I should find out. Then then I had the idea of I could, what like, watch and read all the credits maybe it'll be there i pieced that together found out it was Elliot smith who Ooh. is like it's cool to be an Elliot smith to be fair that's a cool one so i'll admit that i'm not trying to secretly be cool here that is a cool one and i was obsessed with him for ages but just off of that sometime a perfect song for the perfect moment in a film and then you just obsess with them for ages like gavin go back to gavin osborne um i think that's what's great about gavin his songs i was thinking about this just today on the dog walk his songs i would describe as in your head they put a really cool independent film a whole film. yeah
1: i could absolutely see that yeah he was he, he a whole t- film for you in three minutes in your head But Elliot Smith made me think, because when you just brought up Gavin Osborne, I was just about to bring up Gavin Osborne, because, but from a very different way, because when I spoke to Gav on the phone about uh, how much you liked his album, uh, he was like, Oh God, Birdie really needs to start listening to some better music if he thinks my album's really good. And Elliot Smith, <laughs> Elliot Smith came up, and uh, Billy Bragg came up and John Prine came up, and all these people that Gavin was like, Oh, I know my stuff's quite good, but Birdie's really got to listen to some better stuff.
0: <laughs> I won't have I won't have that said.
1: Well you're not, even by even by the bloke himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't have him say that. How dare he? <laughs>
1: No. Have you listened to any John Bryan? No. Uh, have you listened to much Billy Bragg? Bit of Billy Bragg. Oh god. I, I hear he's a difficult him. man. Oh, I've always I've I've met him once. He was the only
0: person that oh, I um, didn't expect you to say I've met him. I, I feel bad for well, saying that. Oh, no, no, I'm basing no, no. I mean, this purely on he did a collaboration with Wilco and that I think he was a bit difficult to work with.
1: Oh, I always get the impression that Wilco were a bit difficult to work with as well actually. No, uh, no way. Hey, this is a proper music podcast now, isn't it? This is exciting. I know. This is where th- I'm actually doing it now. <laughs> um. Um, so, I well, so Billy Bragg is the only sort of person, when I've been doing TV warm-up, I don't know if you know, I do a little bit, and like uh, he was in a TV studio and uh, I spoke to one of the producers and I went, oh god I, I bloody love Billy Bragg and they're like I'll oh, introduce you that's the only time oh. I've ever needed to be introduced to someone and uh, and he was a very nice man but he, he would be a nice man to me because I was absolutely blowing smoke up his ass because I love Billy Bragg do you know what that uh, that sums up Some
0: that I know exactly what you mean by that in TV warm up I do a bit as well I don't know if you've heard uh, I do the bits <laughs> you don't do um, which are not many bits Um <laughs> um <laughs> as you sit in one of your houses <laughs> uh still again one are my, my two uh,
1: houses by the my way my joint
0: Just... favorite joint favorite joke of lockdown first one was uh the other one was marcus birdman he was on his own during lockdown i text him trying to be a good friend how are you mate you're on your own he texts back no your mum's here <laughs> nice my other one was you saying, oh, shit, innit? Every all the work's gone, fuck, we're fucked, we're fucked, oh, shit, fuck, oh, we're fucked. And you message back, yeah, at least we're all in the same boat, except I've got two boats. <laughs> <laughs> and I've told a lot of people that. What a prick I am. What um, an absolute prick. Uh, but, yeah, do you, when you do TV warm-up, you see a lot, quite a lot of famous people, uh, a lot of celebrities and stuff, and there's not often people that you'd, you'd actually want to actually meet. Or I've never, I've never asked. Oh, can I go and say hello to that? But I'm, I've never, never bothered. Um, I think once I spoke to, I spoke to Snow Patrol. Okay. The members of Snow Patrol, they were very nice chaps, really nice blokes. Uh, I think that's about it, really. Uh, um, Kelly Jones from the Stereophonics walked past me, and I froze and shit myself went, <laughs> and went, no, and nothing came out, no words, nothing.
1: I once spoke to. Uh, all the members of Girls Aloud at a children in need event in Bryce Norton RAF. Uh, (laughs) I was comparing this big event uh, with the guy from Rogue Traders, Matt Allwright, um, and he was doing all the main stuff and then when the telly wasn't on, I would go and then do all... The work. The boring stuff that they just don't want to film for telly. But, you know, there are 10,000 people there and I have to do it. And Girls Aloud were on. This was quite early on as well. Jamie Cullen was on. Girls Aloud, Status Quo were on. (laughs)
0: Lovely.
1: And um, I was chatting to, uh, Girls Aloud were waiting to go on stage and I was standing by the side of the stage. And I was like, oh, all right. And they were like, "Hi, yeah." And I was like, oh, because it's children's need, so it's November. And they were like, I was like, oh, it's a bit cold, isn't it? And they went, yeah, it is a bit cold. And I was like, oh, especially in those outfits. I mean, that's going to keep you a bit cold, isn't it? I suppose, though, if you're running around and jumping around in those outfits, it's a bit like doing cross-country at school, isn't it? And they just walked <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> I was going to say. Well, I was about to jump in and say this is fucking horrific banter, <laughs> bit cold in it. But then you really pulled it round with your cross country at school reference. I really like that. That would have endeared me to you a lot. But Cheryl, Cheryl, whatever her last name now, is not having any of that.
1: None of them. None of them. They just no? sort of stared at me. And went. I, I imagine. I doubt Harding did cross country. Do you know what? I think all of them. It was probably a reference, not for them. I don't even know yeah. if people still do cross country. I do yeah, cross they do. Country. Do they? they? Do. But uh, yeah, girls I'm guessing have to do now they just country. call it running.
0: Yeah, maybe they call it athletics now. <laughs> cross country. <laughs> but, yeah, cross country is where you had to do it. I mean. Uh, I think uh, the level of running of what it was when I was a kid, you had to do it in your football boots. That's how muddy it always was.
1: Yeah, and we rain. would, uh, just to mix it up a little bit, halfway around the course, yeah. um, we would play a game of British Bulldog.
0: Would you, what, you'd add in a bit more exercise?
1: Uh, yeah, just to sort of make it, like, runny, here, then we'll have a bit of fun with British Bulldog, and then you'll run back to school
0: all right so that's the way of doing it it's a shame you don't see that in the london marathon <laughs> just mo farah break out into it no, you did get me it skimmed me <laughs> uh, I, I was a game of british bulldog i was brilliant at british bulldog as a kid i've got to say um although i did break my two front teeth playing british bulldog i've talked about this on stage mid-air i was just about in well i was in let's be honest um right by the mobile went head first Daniel Slack tagged me in mid-air when I was in and I went head first into a metal bin broke my two front teeth I know and at the time you don't really realise the gravity of that you don't realise that when you're uh, in your mid-twenties you're going to have to pay about two grand for fucking veneers (laughs) because you play British Bulldog and I was in Slacky if you're listening Slacky if you're not then Steve Hall can you Facebook Slacky (laughs) tell him Um, I was in sorry did you go to school with steve hall no i'm gonna get steve hall just to find him on facebook oh I, see. <laughs> oh, I
1: see. steve hall is your enforcer i can't get you to do it you're on yeah that's a that's a very that's a very very good point um you yeah, know I, I was quite good at british bulldog weirdly but like sneaky about it yeah, so, you were. so you Play it tactically slinked
0: along the side
1: while i'm a- just wait for the melee to start and then just sort of the, the
0: tag melee in the middle and you just i never the side.
1: i never needed to be i never needed to win it i was just always happy being in the top 10 percent. <laughs> and then so just get all the way to the end uh play the stats play the odds and then uh i'm all right yeah get yourself in the mix yeah
0: <laughs> lovely this is very, very much sums up both of our comedy careers as well
1: <laughs> yeah oh 100 <100%. laughs> yeah. percent. tactically hang back a little bit don't don't show off, just sneak to the edge, just get away with it. Just keep going, get away with yeah,
0: it. yeah, yeah, yeah. who who knew you'd bring that into your adult life. <laughs> That's what you took from school, mainly British bulldog related. Um, so, yeah, so you know you know, well, you know as a listener of the yes. show as well you know that uh you've we've, we've already mentioned load of stuff how i like if how you've got into music in a weird way that's a good one troll hunters on netflix you don't hear that often how did you get into them yeah troll hunters netflix
1: what um you, there's a band called slow club uh which are a really good british band sheffield band they're not together anymore uh Rebecca from It has got a new solo project called uh Self Esteem which is quite good as well actually and Slow Club a part of that kind of late 2000s early 2010 sort of indie music in uh, the UK the Head and the Heart all those sorts of guys they've got an amazing song called Christmas TV which is a beautiful song which I got into because that was the end credits of an American spy comedy program called chuck
0: <laughs> right this is another good way of getting in end credits
1: end, end credit
0: who knew how important end credit music is
1: i'm just a bit of a i think i'm just a bit of a magpie i think i'm just a yeah. bit of a adhd i sent you like uh, i sent you some spotify's didn't i yeah i'm just gonna some- start
0: i think i might start doing this this seems like a good idea to do to uh um ask the person who's who's gonna come on just a cu- couple of things you'd like me to listen to and Quick then I'll it, listen mate. to them. What
1: episode is this?
0: Um dunno, it's got to be in the thirties or something. Hasn't and it? And how, is just just just, how is that only
1: just how has that only just occurred to you that maybe it would be good to listen to some of their stuff? Uh it didn't, mate. I did it last <laughs> week, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with lloyd lloyd langford last week what oh i bet
1: he's oh i bet that meant you were listening to a lot of uh blues music it was the blues f- yeah
0: brilliant episode he was a great guest i really liked him
1: so uh, he's uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I a I,
0: I I mean i don't know how this podcast really peaked there i don't, know. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever,
1: but also, we'll ever top that going back to our uh i'll um... be honest you were
0: speaking earlier and i was just thinking of lloyd
1: <laughs> well, going back to our analogy <laughs> about football teams... Yeah. Uh, he's blues, so he's going to be like Leicester Everton, right?
0: Oh, lovely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is he still in Australia? Yeah. God, so you did an international one. That's exciting. Yeah, mate, yeah. This is international, this podcast, thanks to wow. Zoom. The boy from Potoba is your first international one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh,
0: um, he sent me a couple of blues things listen to them couple of blues songs you sent me a a weird mix of stuff (laughs) like you say you're a magpie it really was i listened to one then another and i thought i still have no fucking idea what he likes here um what did did you listen to i listened to all of it uh judy sill is that how you say oh judy sill yes now that was a live track now i don't i've never heard of her uh, I like her immediately because she said what the song was. The song is about at the end of the world, UFOs coming to take people away. Yeah. So I thought I like that. I like it when people write songs about weird
1: stuff like that. So the reason I sent you that is because the intro of that song, she said she just throws it away really casually. Oh, I learnt the piano in a reform school. That's what she says. At I the didn't beginning. even hear that bit. Yeah, she was. So Judy sill is is like the forgotten Joni Mitchell, basically. Oh, okay. Judy Sill um, had... Judy Sill was amazing. Um, She had this incredible life before becoming a singer-songwriter. She was uh, in, like... uh, correction facilities when she was a kid then she was in prison then she was a drug smuggler and a prostitute there's an amazing rolling stone interview with her in like 1971 um where she talks about uh smuggling heroin into mexico up her vag then she had these two albums <laughs> good album <that> title. <laughs> that then she had these two albums that were incredibly well received people absolutely love them i think she might have been the first person or at least one of the first people with Geffen records, David Geffen, the big yeah. um, record label of the 70s she kept, so she went from nowhere an absolute disaster proper heroin addict, uh, sex worker just an absolute nightmare, these two beautiful albums that didn't sell and then just disappeared and then sort of died alone and forgotten in like 1980 in America or something like that um, what, but, so she died? yeah
0: Oh, I thought that story was going to come around and
1: then she turned it all around and she turned it it made around for more these t- brilliant albums. Yeah, no, she turned it around for these two albums that no one bought but are brilliant albums and then was just forgotten about for the rest of the 70s and then died. Ugh. Yeah, oh, it's, it's much bleaker than, than you'd want it
0: to be. Football but- terms, uh, one good season, a cup run, and then relegation.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. Heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah, she's sort of Blackburn, I suppose. <laughs> oh, um, good one. Good and, one. And also, hey, get ready for this. Got a little topper on that. Uh, she is sort of Blackburn because also her career was sort of in quarters as well. So, uh, hey, hey. Oh, Ooh, nice. Uh, Thanks, mate. Um, but oh, yeah. But oh, so you liked that song? <laughs> you, you enjoyed that one?
0: I uh, what I liked as well is that she start. She said, uh, "I'm just going to play around for a bit first, and just started noodling on the piano before she even started the song." Yeah. I thought I'd find that annoying. But I actually admired her for doing that like you know just don't need to go into it properly let's uh, let's work our way in let's enjoy it why yeah. not
1: I th- yeah she's absolutely she's absolutely amazing and the thing I like about music is because this is another criticism of this podcast. Is, um, is this why you're on? Is this why you <laughs> asked to come on? You could text was, me this. Okay, no, do you know what? No, you're right, because it's not even a criticism of the podcast. It's a criticism of John Richardson going, oh, well, uh, I, I choose my music, so why would you listen to the radio when you can just curate all the music you ever want to listen to? And I'm like, no! The point uh, of music is to be surprised to find new stuff. Like, like that's what I love. I love discovering new things, Whereas Richardson's like, nope, nope, I've got seven songs I like, and that's it. (laughs) Here's
0: the thing, I completely agree with both of you. Here's the thing, you're both absolutely right. Bang on right, can't argue either of you. I completely agree with him, and then I agree with you. Yeah, Some days I have like that. Like, I'm not leaving this to that fucking Steve Wright. He ain't choosing my music. I'll choose my bloody music. But then you'll have the radio on in the background and go, what the fuck? What is that? I could have never have known about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So both are right. Both are completely right. But one of us is righter than the other. Yeah. Uh, God, it must have been a nightmare you
0: two living together. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So, say, really, really Sil, you like? Yeah. Who the the Blowfish? Uh, Had you, were you aware of who in the Blowfish? Only from them being mentioned in Friends. <laughs> like most people, I imagine.
1: Yeah, I... Uh, uh, just before I was going to university in 1993, Danny Baker had a Saturday night TV show. I love Danny Baker. And he introduced it, and I was a big fan, and he, he went, uh, oh, I brilliant. feel like uh, Ed Sullivan uh, when he introduced the Beatles. This band <laughs> is so massive. Ladies and gentlemen, Hootie in the Blowfish. And even before the song started, I was like, they're like the Beatles. Right, I'm just going to get into these. Yeah. Um, and their first album was like massive in the states like you know 15 million 20 million albums sold and everything they did after that just died on its ass um right. it was never as successful as the first album darius rucker the lead singer hooty i suppose yeah. um became a country singer and has got some <laughs> really good uh, some really good songs as a country like western singer <laughs>
0: he he became a country singer i thought that country word was going to end halfway
1: (laughs) (laughs) um he uh but that was a
0: lot of music they were successful (laughs) and then became a country singer
1: (laughs) i loved i loved hootie and the blowfish i absolutely went to see them in concert bought their t-shirts uh they were supported by a guy i saw in bristol called francis dunnery uh who um was in a band called it bites i think that was it Bites. anyway climbing all the heroes huh? yeah. i think that was him um yeah i loved who and that got me into counting crows and uh-huh. blues traveler uh another one of those basically they're like american bands that stoners at university get into yeah all and right i've never been american or a stoner but um i just really liked that
0: <laughs> you like the <laughs> lifestyle of it
1: you i think like, i like the idea
0: you like the idea of stoner music but without the tobacco intake
1: without the tobacco intake and also without the songs go so i've never been into the grateful dead i've tried and frank Zappa and all that stuff i've tried but like hooting the blowfish blues traveler counting crows they're all like you know songs that last for about four minutes but are just quite exciting i like them well you say that one of the other
0: songs you sent me is the absolute opposite of what you just said then four minutes exciting you sent me a song called journey is it called journey or what's b (laughs) You know, what what way around is it because it's on spotify so i couldn't figure out what the name of the song or the
1: is the artist um, called b the album is called one yeah the band are called b there you go and this first track is called, called journey, journey. Yes. now i'll admit right this
0: I, I, tur- I put this on spotify and it's 18 minutes long <laughs> and i thought Is he taking the is he taking the piss 18 minute long song right and then it starts and it's basically bird noises and a slow build up of something in the background and I'll admit I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna really take the piss out of him for this this is bullshit 18 minutes this fuck this is basically a long intro and then after five minutes I was fucking captivated. I was like, what whoa whoa what have you and done? Nothing's any... really happening. Nothing's
1: happening, but you can't stop listening to it. Have you it's done like... any research into that or did you just no, listen to it? I just listened to it. Okay, so B is a project. So it's not bird song, um, because it's spelled B E, but it's actually an album that was made with a swarm of bees. What 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 what? so these these musicians worked with i think some scientists at a university uh, who were studying bees and they had like a, a hive and a swarm of bees that made these sounds and so they took those sounds so that drone in that that noise of the bee um and then kind of I don't know how they did it, but fed it into the music and used it as the backing instruments and uh, the backing vocals, I suppose. Um, So what you're listening to is the constant droning of a swarm of beats. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. I had no fucking idea. (laughs) Yeah. Is it really?
0: Yeah. I thought it was an organ. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's amazing, isn't it? It'll be absolutely... Imagine that. They went to... They got scientists involved and went to all that effort, and then some dick like me thought it was an organ.
1: <laughs> yeah, but They'll I be think that's the point. No, I think they would be really chuffed with that because they kind they? of they listened to the the tone that the bees were making, and they were like, "Oh, this sounds like a musical instrument."
0: Yeah, right. I tell. But did no one say to them, "I tell you what sounds like a musical
1: instrument <laughs> as well? <laughs> Fucking <a> musical <laughs> instrument! Pick up the guitar." But, leave the bees alone. But maybe you wouldn't... Oh, God, I've just realised. How do you feel as a vegan listening to that music?
0: Grey area, isn't it? <laughs> it's a grey area. Do the bees really suffer for the honey? <laughs> it's a grey area. They're not being milked, and they're not being taken away from their calves and milked
1: like cows, are they? No, no, but, um, they're just... But they are being they are being exploited because i can't imagine those bees got paid for no. the orchestra no, they,
0: <laughs> they are being exploited they're not getting any royalties
1: and this is what happens with this is me this is mere music to a t and that's why i sent you that one because i was like this is me to a t i read about it somewhere and i was like i want to have a go at that i just want to see what that's like right um i there was a thing so this is good uh when i graduated from university i remember this really really well there was uh because i am a guardian reader as you can probably imagine i'm like i'm like i'm full guardian reader i love hey, really? the guardian yeah i love the guardian uh,
0: mate Used to I, like, it. I like <laughs> that's how much you like it <laughs> yeah i i really like um if we're talking newspapers i like pictures of the royal family. Preferably one or two of Diana for no reason. So I buy the Express.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> I, Guardian, Guardian, I don't The Guardian really, yeah. years ago, and they've never done it since, but I want them to do it, and not just for uh, albums. They did a thing, the best 50 albums that are never on best album lists. Oh, that's that's good. And I thought I'd like them to do it with films and TV yeah. and all that. The best... and. In the top three, and this is in the mid-90s, and I'd never heard of this guy, but in the top ten, a few of them were Nick Drake. And I was like, oh, I'd never heard of Nick Drake. So I went off and list- and bought some Nick Drake, and I wouldn't have got into Nick Drake if it wasn't for that, for that list. And I bloody loved Nick Drake.
0: He's got an album, it's just all duck noises. <laughs> 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 I was going to try and rise above that, but I couldn't.
1: Just but also of... what I really like and again this is a really good this is a shame that this is a podcast not video because I really liked your tell where you just grabbed your ear and you were just like here we go <laughs> <laughs> I did do that get, I get did ready. do that
0: <laughs> I really went into
1: it um, uh. yeah no I, I love uh, yeah i just like hearing stuff that uh <laughs> i've never got because it. it's really because it's a there's levels as well
0: <laughs> oh, st- oh we have to pause for a minute i think and edit this bit <laughs> um but, but no i uh, i like that one. so you really you really fight you are a proper magpie you find bits everywhere that that song though that tune 18 minutes of bee noises it's when you say it like that it sounds horrendous but I was captivated. I couldn't stop listening, and then by the end, is it? So it's all bees. Isn't there some strings coming? Just a oh yeah, tiny yeah, yeah. Bit no, they strings. bring
1: in. They bring in lots of different.
0: Lots so of different at the end, there's just a little tinkling of string strings, and you'd think it was a, the 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 impact that has after 16 minutes of just slow building backgroundy kind of noise, is like a full orchestra coming in. Yeah, it's f- brilliant. I really, yeah. I, re- I really listened to it, expecting to slag you off for making me listen to this, <laughs> and then by the end I was like, "Mother Hubbard, he's only bloody got me with this."
1: It <laughs> yeah, was great. no, it's a, re- it's a really good, it's a good album. If you, uh, if you don't live in the countryside, so if you like a walk, especially during lockdown, and we were walking, uh, yeah. and you don't just bung that on, and you just you're tra- you're transported, like you know, they people often go about the trans transformative nature of music and it can take you places and that's true but that one properly takes you into it was, shit i'm it, in a hive a little <laughs> it's a little bit uh it was like meditative
0: no yeah. hypnotic yeah is what it was and it's funny though what a difference it is though loads and loads of bees through a sound system with a sound engineer brilliant one bee in a room annoying
1: absolutely so irritating. They can't go solo <laughs> but, but I been mean, violins solo. are like
0: <laughs> solo
1: by a window <laughs>
0: well but you viol- put violins in that category
1: yeah you wouldn't have one violin imagine one violin on its own in your room that'd just be weird oh, wouldn't it, yeah, but violins
0: are very much the bees of the music industry
1: I think they are and someone will go oh th- actually they are actually I think you'll find they are very much um yeah yeah and and this is it like I'm aware because I've got my little clock here, and Paul, the producer, was like, I'm walking the dog back in an hour. He did say that. We've spoken for nearly an hour, and we've not even talked about musicals. Uh, I bloody love a musical. Can we not keep it that way? <laughs>
0: do you not like a musical? I fucking hate musicals.
1: I love I musicals. everything
0: about them. Uh, I either
1: talk or sing. Make your mind up. Oh, God, what I love... What musicals do you like? I love... Uh, um, So... I'm a fan of uh <laughs> I just love them all. West Side Story, uh, uh, Sound of Music. Um I love uh Stubby K uh, sit down you're rocking the boat from uh um from Guys and Dolls. Uh I I love um I love uh, Sweet Charity uh, with Shirley MacLaine, The Rhythm of Life, Hey Big Spender, My Friends Could See Me Now, Um, I love your Disney musical, Uh uh, I love your current musicals, your Hamilton, your uh, Ramesh Ranganathan will never ever forgive me, because, I mean, you don't like musicals, but you've heard of Hamilton, right? Yeah. And you know, Only it's
0: because a... I heard Frank Skinner slagging it off on Absolute Radio, and I liked
1: how <laughs> I,
0: I liked how much he hated it. That's oh, the only he reason I know it? it. He hated it. That because oh, everyone I... loves it. Everyone said it's brilliant, which was why I found it funny. He just, and he br- still brings it up every now and again. It did he go and see it, it and yeah. hate it,
1: or did he listen to it?
0: No, he went and saw it and hated
1: okay, it. Okay, so I listened to it. I got the album. Uh, when it first came out and I listened to it loads like I I was obsessed with that and I'm not a hip-hop fan And that's when I first told Ramesh about it who is a massive hip-hop fan and he hadn't heard of it and so he's now pissed off forever that this Told him about a big hip-hop phenomenon um, oh, It's a great cool. album actually because it's just all hip-hop all the way through. That's good You've recognized that that's funny that
0: with music if you're the one who tells someone about something you've got you know you're in their head forever
1: yeah oh absolutely yeah 100% especially if it angers them i love that we'll yes, be having it, this it, conversation in 20 years time when you're collecting every b album ever made and i'll be like yeah, yeah no uh yeah you know that edinburgh show you know that channel 4 series you got birdie all about b music you know i got you into that right yeah
0: of course i'm going to present it what's it going to be called birds and bees <laughs> oh. telling you about the birds and the bees <laughs> Of course i'm getting that you'll get the warm-up on it mate (laughs) thanks
1: Thanks, i don't think they're doing that as a studio show no i don't
0: think no there's not gonna be an audience for that there'll be in the studio or on the telly there'll
1: be right uh yeah sorry i know we've just had the chat but we've got over can you go on for three hours while we set up the hives
0: We've, we've, we've done worse. Not Warwick. even the band. The actual
1: heights.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that is good. Yeah, no, um, they're getting booked. They're getting booked.
1: <laughs> I love, I love musicals. I, I love the music of musicals, and I love uh, magic of the musicals. Uh, <laughs> radio station. Yeah. Um, just a quality station
0: well when the how
1: did you get what was the first musical you went to that really that that really well this is the thing because it's not just went to so i was uh, if you can imagine a slightly odd child um mm. like almost every comedian and actually i was so odd that when i was nine my favorite album was human league no one says <laughs> that that's not <laughs> true i mean it is true but that is still cool zoe Lyons is cool um i used to tape uh i used to tape fred astaire musicals bob hopes things um any black and white film off the telly i just used to watch them all and and so i got into singing in the rain like really early. singing in the rain is right. an amazing film and the songs in singing in the rain are absolutely incredible right you got into that that young oh yeah no i was like probably seven or eight getting into uh Mum and Dad Dad was really into brass bands, so I quite like brass bands. Mum and Dad went to church quite a lot, so I quite got in. I got into Elvis through a cassette of his um sort of churchy religious gospel music yeah um and then I, I just, knew where the market was didn't they I? <laughs> I mean Johnny <laughs> yeah. cash um absolutely um and then the big thing for me was the the library used to you could rent out. CDs. Albums, yeah. Al- no, this is yeah. before vinyls. And oh. so we had a record. I'm, 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 st- I'm a bit older than you, and I, Birdie. I'm like, I'm Not 46.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't remember vinyl being rented in the. Line, yeah, but-
1: we could rent out vinyl, and there was this big Atlantic Soul. You can still see it, the Anthology of Atlantic Soul, black with just Atlantic written over it, and I basically copied all that onto cassette and then had that on my walkman throughout my teenage years and so i got into like aretha franklin and ray charles uh i bloody yeah i love all that shit so i I just love it like so that's why i've never had a team like i've never Mm -hmm. had like i love dolly parton i love barry manilow i love musicals i love songs with bees in them um i love uh yeah i've just never had a team
0: you love the game I you love just, the game Just love the beautiful game of music. I'm like I'm like John Motson. I just love the game. You are like John Motson. It's not surprising me though, Dolly Parton. That didn't surprise me. I remember being at a wedding with you where you just come back from America <laughs> and at one point you took it on your Did you drive back to the hotel to get them or were they in the car? you suddenly you went outside and you suddenly came back in in the evening do when things get a bit more relaxed ties are being loosened jackets are coming off you suddenly come back on the dance floor with brand new leather cowboy boots on
1: and a, hat. And a cowboy hat and a hat and a striker, which i don't think is in this room but it's still in the house somewhere yeah Give I it. love a, love country and western. Love the country and western uh, museum hall of fame place is amazing. I love Dolly Parton. Uh, I love Ken- Kenny Rogers. Uh, yeah, love it. Um, Billy Bragg said. Yeah. So so you asked about my, in this email, my favourite gig. And I went to the Cambridge Folk Festival one year because a woman called um, Annie DeFranco was on. And Annie DeFranco is a sort of American punk folk rock singer um and she was on billy Bragg was closing and uh there was meant to be some french accordion players before annie defranco but they didn't turn up so eddie reader who did perfect oh. um fairground attraction she was the lead singer of fairground attraction she did like half an hour with no instruments it was just her singing it was amazing and billy Bragg went on and said there's no such thing as folk music there's no such thing as soul music there's just real music and manufactured music and and i absolutely went yeah no i totally can see that i totally yeah. can see that so uh yeah that's well, what that's, i like i just
0: that's what they say there's only two types of music good and shit <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I'm totally with that. And I even quite like the shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's how much you love the game. I like a bit of the shit as well.
1: But you know those people who... uh, There's a thing that some people do. Comedian and writer Ben Partridge used to do it, where you go and see... An FA Cup qualifying match, like, really early on, before the even tournament starts. Yeah. And then you see a game, and then you follow the winner of that game, Uh and their next game, and every game you just follow that winner. Yeah. So you can go all the way through just following the winner of those games. And I think I'm probably like that. It's not really a glory hunter. It's just like, I just like to see it all.
0: I know what you mean I, I never really supported a football team I, well I grew up in Northampton so I supported Northampton but I supported players so I, oh, did for ages I really liked Ian Wright so I, like, I wanted Arsenal to do well just because I liked Ian Wright then I really liked uh, Gary McAllister did you? so I wanted Leeds to do well because I loved Gary McAllister so did you follow bit, Gary
1: McAllister when he went to Liverpool? Uh, yes still oh, a bit you. still thank liked him
0: much. then because I mean he's a massive influence on Steven Gerrard yeah. Changed the game. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I tell you changed the game for the two thousand and five Champions League final thingy, what was it called? German midfielder. Uh, Dieter Hamann. Haman, he changed that game. He cha- he won you that final. Gerard yeah.
1: gets all the praise. Right with his but he he changed it. The- anyway, that's not a game of football. I can't stop thinking. I can't stop thinking about Whenever you mention footballers now, I'm now trying to uh, show like a music analogy. So I, when you started thinking about Haman, then I was like, who would be the musical Haman and you know, all that sort of stuff. I just this analogy is now in my head too oh, much. No, it's
0: it's going to ruin music and football for both of us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, no, I just I, I genuinely, uh, I just love it all. And I will go somewhere Jesus, and I will. I went to la on my own a couple of years ago uh for new year and i didn't have anything to do for new year's eve and i saw that there were still tickets for a flaming lips concert so i just went to the flaming lips on new year's eve uh and it was it was amazing like people i don't even i really like Nicki minaj i get into Nicki minaj a little bit i like the name minaj (laughs) do you
0: I I'm not sure about the back catalogue but how do you, you feel about LA
1: on your own and went <laughs> to see a band I mean on New Year's Eve yeah Lloyd, Niles Barkley were supporting them and Cat Power as well she's another oh I've not listened to Cat Power for ages
0: I like Niles Barkley because my brother had a dog called Barkley and I called it Niles <laughs> nice um but yeah Lloyd as you heard went to uh went went on a blues holiday in America didn't he
1: <laughs> uh you went to la i went to la, LA on my own i just put up with a girlfriend uh, and i thought i'm just gonna go away i was already a full-time comic but i didn't have a gig on new year's eve so boxing day i just went to la for like 10 days i'd never been to la and i fancied it um and it was a strange decision but uh but i liked it no i did a similar thing i
0: got dumped i went to australia did you yeah i thought i want to go to the other side of the planet <laughs> <laughs> But uh I think go and see a band on my own, I wish
1: I had. Well because you, I, I, you've talked about this going to uh going to concerts on your own. I bloody love a concert on my own. Oh I love a concert on your own. This is the other thing, talking about me not being mentioned on your podcast. Oh god. Uh when John Richardson talked about going to see the proclaimers. Yeah um and i think at one point he said he was a bit pissed off with people standing up and dancing i was one of those people who was pissed off standing up and dancing because <laughs> i went because i went with him and yeah. when all the big ones came at the end everyone stormed towards the front of the stage and i remember looking at him going are we going are we going to the front for a he dance and he was front. like "No, i'm not going so i just went i went down on my own and left him
0: it was like a fairground where you're <laughs> on the ride and your, your mum's watching, holding all the stuff. That was written. Yeah, but looking really disappointed in me as well, in you and all the people there.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love it. Love a dance.
0: <laughs> I, I know. I've seen you in your cowboy boots. But so, what did you listen? Now, I'm interested to know what you listened to as a teenager. So this was when you were young, musicals, country and western, all of that, and then you became a teenager. And you. It was pretty
1: much. All soul music. It was pretty much for like however long, from the age of twelve till about twenty-one. Probably actually, it really was, because when I hit twenty-one, that's when I Billy Bragg was doing a gig in Bristol. Um and I was reading an article in a paper about Billy Bragg, and I was like, I've always thought I should get into Billy Bragg. He's here tonight. Oh, I'm gonna go and see him. And I went and I absolutely loved it. Um seeing him live for the first time before getting into any of his stuff but for like 10 years before that it was all al green otis redding a franklin ray charles the temptations all the motown stuff um yeah all of that for like just on my walkman just constantly
0: wow yeah you've gone through gone through some genres so you were just yeah would
1: well, you like that then as a teenager i was like that headphones in all the time yeah i so my house i've lived in this house for about 10 years and directly opposite me uh was a girl called claire and i'd lived in the house for about two years and i thought to myself oh i see this girl and when i'm coming back from gigs like she doesn't seem to go out oh i'm just gonna i'm gonna knock on the door one day and say hello Uh, so i knocked on the door and went oh hello uh I just wonder if you have, you know, we're having a little party, having a dinner having a barbecue, if you ever want to come over, you're more than welcome. And she was like, Oh, thanks. She went, You're Mark, aren't you? And I went, Yeah. She went, Oh, we went to college together. <laughs> went, oh shit. And so we went to college like twenty years earlier. And uh and I didn't really know her. Um and she was like, Oh yeah, no, I I sort of yeah, you didn't really know me because you just used to spend all your time with your headphones on, listening to music. So yeah, so I literally, I would walk from ha- from the house with my headphones on, on my Walkman, listening to yeah, almost all like Al Green, Aretha Franklin, all that stuff.
0: Right. Yeah, I I remember that as a teenager as well, where you used to look forward to opportunities to be walking somewhere oh, where God. you could put your headphones in. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. I still have that now. When you see someone you know coming towards you, like "Oh fuck," <laughs> I've got to pause this now. What talk were you? About what weather and cross country? were you? So what? What was in your headphones then? Oh, what,
1: what do you reckon? Well, yeah, but you well, were sti- well before that. Before, but yeah, exactly. Before uh, before the Beatles cover bands, <laughs> uh, what were the Beatles? <laughs> was it?
0: No, no it was. Uh, it was. I tell you what i've said this before which was weird that i used to listen to a lot was the doors as a teenager doing my paper round in the dark some moody music and yeah. then um and then uh, green day first album that was massive listen to that a lot um and then like, buddy
1: holly oh i got into buddy holly i got into buddy buddy holly was the first album i bought on cd oh was it yeah
0: First album I bought on CD, Paul McCartney, Flaming Pie, solo album.
1: <laughs> brilliant. Great First album. single I bought was um uh, Falcow, Rock Me Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Amadeus. Um, <laughs> and uh, first two albums, because I bought them at the same time The Bangles, that album with uh, Eternal Flame on, and Buddy Holly's Greatest Hits.
0: But Buddy Holly, I don't think he'd get. Uh, there was a brilliant BBC documentary about him. And it really showed that you, f- you don't realize that, how many fucking songs he wrote in yeah. about two years, year and a yeah. half, two years. You think he must have been around for ten years or something? He's only around for like two years.
1: Oh yeah, is he good? But if you think that with the Beatles as well, and you yeah, think nine like, years, just absolutely all ridiculous. of that. Yeah. Have you met, have you ever met one or seen one in the flesh? Yes. A
0: and guess what I was doing? Warm up. Yeah. Jonathan Loose Ross. women. Loose women. Ringo Starr. Oh, nice. whole episode! The whole episode. I'm doing the warm up. Got me mum and my auntie in because I knew Ringo Star was on the whole episode, and they're in the adverts where you're supposed to go on as a warm up and talk to the crowd. Yeah. Obviously, the whole crowd are going, hey, shut, "Shut up, make shut up," because he's like having a little private conversation with them, and that's what everyone wants to hear so you know we know what we're doing as warm-ups in that scenario you go quiet and just whisper a little commentary and go obviously you don't want me to talk now we all want to listen to what they're talking about and ringo looked up at one point and realized i'd stopped talking because he was talking and said sorry brother carry on (laughs) I thought like, fucking Ringo just spoke directly to me. Oh. And at one point he was talking and I thought, oh maybe I should carry on. And then someone in the crowd said, sure, shush, shush <laughs> like that, so they could hear Ringo again. I realised it was my mum. My mum <laughs> told me to shut up so she could hear Ringo talking to Carol McGiffin.
1: <laughs> so I've I saw... met I've I've not met any of them. I saw I warm up, yeah. uh Paul McCartney on Jonathan Ross. Oh. Um, and there was a time once, warm-up, doing yeah. uh, a gig at the Hospital Club in Covent Garden. Oh, yeah. And there was a rumour went round that Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr were having dinner upstairs together. Oh. And so all the staff, uh, all the runners, all the producers, we took it on t- in turns to go up in the lift. Like... T- pretend we needed to find the toilets or something so yeah. we could see Ringo and Paul and then back out and then down to the studio did you go up did you see i did it? go up they were they were they were at the other end but it was definitely them wow so
0: you saw half of the
1: beatles i saw half of the beatles Eating. having dinner yeah
0: <laughs> people have people have got their stories of, i saw the beatles in the cavern and you've got i saw half the beatles in their late 60s early
1: 70s
0: (laughs) having dinner across a room
1: but you know what that's still a good story isn't it it's a good (laughs) story like like, i know it's not the cavern but it's still that's not you
0: know you got to see them being real normal people i did have you read
1: are you a big beatles fan (laughs) yeah but are you like have you read that book? Is it called Tune In? That book by this guy Mark Lewisham. No, I've not read that.
0: I've read I've read a few Beatles books, but I've so not this read that. book
1: is. Co- I think it's called Tune In, and he it's basically it's a trilogy about the Beatles and he's only written the first one and that came out almost 10 years ago and it's like a thousand pages and you don't even meet the Beatles themselves until you're in like page 200 because he (laughs) does all their families and all that sort of stuff it's the most in-depth like like you feel like you're there like you feel like you're almost watching a reality tv show because it's like on june the 12th 1960 paul at three o'clock paul meant you know and it's like it's that intense it's amazing wow i've not read that i will i think i'll get the thing that that book taught me about the beatles which blew me away a little bit so you always talk about the beatles being at the cavern club do you know what type of gigs they were doing at the cavern
0: well uh wasn't a lot of it like they're supposed to be doing jazz or something and they would get a note saying no you this is a uh, you're not supposed to be doing
1: rock and roll here yes exactly but do you know what time they were doing they, they did lunchtime they were doing lot, lunchtime like like there's this thing about all these girls were like uh and that's why they became so massive in Liverpool all these girls were like secretaries and staff in offices around central Liverpool area and during their lunch breaks, they take like an extended lunch break and run, sprint down to the Cavern Club, watch the Beatles during their lunch break and then go back to work. <laughs> like, that's
0: weird. Yeah, that doesn't, but that Liverpool's a bit like that. There's all, it's a bit like uh, Dublin, that there's always music in pubs happening. Yeah. Yeah. So during was, the day. Yeah. But that's weird in the day though, isn't it?
1: But also, but like these girls, like they were massive. You know, they were superstars in Liverpool, yeah. and people would run. Yeah, they would just go absolutely mental, not have their lunch, and then you know the gig would finish, and then they'd go back Imagine and do that. some more filing.
0: That story, yeah. But your story of seeing them across a room, going up in a lift, having dinner, half of them. Imagine having that story. You seen the Beatles? Yeah, saw them on lunch break one day. <laughs> yeah tudor sandwich watching the beatles yeah absolutely doing doing an early version of love me do
1: i think if i could time travel i would be tempted for that as my as my choice just to see what that moment was like because i imagine if you could just sit in there at the back in the cavern i imagine the energy of that was just insane
0: yeah you wouldn't go in like maybe kill hitler do something for the world you'd go do something selfishly for your love of music
1: yeah yeah i would absolutely
0: 100%. absolutely I, I completely applaud you for that
1: <laughs> thank you very much and you've
0: created I sh- you've created a new question for this podcast that i'm going to nick and use from here on in <laughs> yeah. you could time travel what moment in music would you go back to that's a good one that king is Tuts, a good one king touched the next alan mcgee going you should sign
1: these yeah no that would be good. Uh, my second time travel choice I'd go back to mid march uh 19, uh sort of 2005 possibly um and I wouldn't take a hol- my 40th birthday holiday to Nashville um because you're right <laughs> i know where you're going yeah um because you talk about i've just realized i feel like i'm in the usual suspects now because you mentioned that wedding that we were at uh and you mentioned that wedding with me with that cowboy hat and those cowboy boots and i'm like why is birdie why why was my outfit imprinted on birdie's brain and i was like why did birdie realize what i was wearing and i was like And it's only just occurred to me that you realised, because that was the fucking holiday I took when I couldn't do the pilot for Michael McIntyre's big show, which you did and you have been doing ever since. And
0: I got all of the series for it and off the back of it supported him in an arena. (laughs) All because... You went away for your 40th birthday. And I thank you for that, Mark, because, um, you know... You've you've uh, financed a house that we refer to as Deal or No Deal towers <laughs> off the back of doing Deal or No Deal. Well, thanks to that arena tour with Michael McIntyre, I paid off my double glazing,
1: <laughs> and that
0: was because you went away on holiday.
1: Unbelievable!
0: <laughs> I know. I think about. I still think about that quite often when I do TV warm up for. Uh, I've got some coming up at the end of this month. <laughs> doing the wheel. Yeah, I know
1: you're doing the wheel. I yeah, know
0: the fact that you know what i'm doing before i'm doing
1: it normally goes to show the stranglehold you have over tv warm up that's very true yeah if a, a little tip if you are listening to this because you want to get into tv warm up just buy me a holiday yeah. buy me a holiday somewhere and you will absolutely uh, you'll nail it
0: Yeah, I'm practically paying my mortgage off of what you couldn't do because you went on holiday.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Think how much you're earning, you moaning prick. For a a music-based holiday as well. Nashville, Atlanta and Memphis. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what
0: I want to do that holiday. But I'm going to pick it carefully that there's not any (laughs) lucrative TV warm-up coming up, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Don't go in March. (laughs) Um... I'll tell you what, as well, what you could have done, if you're going to time travel, you could go back to sort of, I don't know, November, December 2019 and say, whoa, 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 don't eat that back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I could do that. You could do that.
0: Or you could go, (laughs) you could go watch a lunchtime show of the Beatles
1: when they're raw novices. And again, um, I think I know which one I would choose. No offence, world.
0: Fair enough, enough, planet. Um, Um, You could have averted... A global pandemic but no no your selfish music needs are more important and i applaud you for that mark over this has been absolutely as 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 I, I thought this has been marvelous and you will enjoy listening to yourself
1: on it i'm excited to see i'm excited to hear the edit i'm excited to hear uh edit? Your intru- no, it's all included <laughs> i'm i'm excited to hear your introduction um, oh, yeah. i like your oh, introductions shit. they're bad um, aren't they
0: hello <laughs> that's put pressure on me now the problem with the introduction is i've done hello. the background to people during the podcast so there's nothing left i do the intro after
1: yeah yeah no i know so this is quite exciting so i hear the bit where it's like um oh if you want to advertise on this podcast uh we'll write you a jingle uh and uh yeah that would be lovely and then it cuts to you going hello Oh, you're right, everyone. I love that bit. I love that bit at the start where it's just like, you've just found us hiding in your room. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's what I'm
0: going for. That's what I'm going for. Well, let's see how it turns out because I'm going to do it after this. Uh, Mark Olver, thank you very much. Thanks, Birdie.
1: A podcast from producer Paul.co.uk.